Radio Podcast with Seth and Jess. Lord knows I have tried to change you for years. I've uh-huh. tried to work on you. It's it, uh-huh. you just you're just who you are. And this is very, very true. There's been a lot of people who have <laughs> banged their head on a on a brick wall trying to fundamentally change me. Okay. And our work relationship is one that, you know, I know I've I say that I have tried to change you and I'm kind of joking a little bit. No, you're not. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. No, you're not. But it's not just our work relationship. I've had like personal relationships in my younger years that I really have tried to change people like just in friendships and in my romantic relationships. Like I've been in relationships with people that I know haven't been good for me. Right. And I've gone through this, those stages in life. That's like, you know what? I know he's no good for me, but I can change him. Really? I'm going to be the one. I mean, you, I'm going to be the one in your heart. You Mm -hmm. really truly felt that you could change the other person. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the one. I'm going to yeah. be the one that's going to turn it all around. I mean, I know Jesus does that. But right. me, I can do it too. You're going to be the conduit. You mm-hmm. see, you're going to let Jesus work through you to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I've honestly, been on the receiving end of that. <laughs> I think if we're honest, there are a lot of us who felt like we could change people. Yeah. And it's taken me to be in my <clears throat> later advanced stage of life. How advanced? I'm not old. I am not old, no. but in my more advanced stage of life to realize you cannot change people. We are who we are, right? but it is a little frustrating. It is a little yeah. frustrating. I, I, and, and this conversation is coming about because you and I had a very, very interesting conversation when the mics were turned off this right. morning. And that's what usually spurs these yes, subjects for we our had, podcast. We had this conversation in between a song. We had the, This conversation huh. happened in while a song was playing this morning. Right. And we were like, man, this should have been, this was a whole podcast right here. And so I just wanted to talk about it further because I'm just going to say it and We've worked together long enough. We've built trust long enough. Uh, we've built enough trust between each uh-huh. other where we can just say the things. Here it comes. And one of the things that I've already said to you is you lack compassion. Yes, I do. <laughs> and you yeah. know, like we can just be straight up. Yeah. I maybe, I don't know if there's a such thing as having too much compassion. <laughs> See, I think <laughs> there is. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm torn about that. Yeah. Like I see people hurt and I hurt with them. Yeah. I see people um, suffering and I feel like I suffer with them. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what we're called to do as Christ followers. And I guess sometimes I get frustrated with you because I feel like you can be more compassionate. I'm like, right. how could you not? Right. And the answer to that is no, I can't. Yeah, And it has taken me a long time to struggle with this. Um, So let me explain. When she says, I have no compassion, let me give you an example. Uh, She meaning me. Yes. (laughs) A couple weeks ago, my mother-in-law was in the hospital having some very serious heart issues, congestive heart failure, needing some stents put in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. See, I'm about to cry right now. Yeah, and there was was some concern that she had even had a heart attack. Um, Mm -hmm. And so while we were in in getting all that straightened out, we're, of course, we're up at the hospital visiting her 
a lot. Walking through the hallway and seeing all of these people in hospital rooms attached to the various machines and hearing their their discomfort and and being surrounded literally being surrounded with misery i felt nothing no compassion for any of the people that were on that floor none now before you start going wow he is truly a sociopath well first let me say before you finish yeah I think it's very transparent of you to admit that. Thank you. Like, I think, you know, it's yeah. brave of you to admit that. I mean, we are, yeah. we talk to people every morning. We yes, encourage we people in Christ every single morning. And yeah. for you to crack your chest open right now and well, admit that, I mean, yeah, kudos to you. I've okay. had people tell me, well, how can you be a Christian and have no compassion? That is my question. Right. Okay. I've struggled with this. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you this, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I know that I know that I know that my salvation is secure and that my hope is in Jesus. Absolutely. It is something I have dealt with. It's like, how can I be this individual that literally detaches from the human experience and yet still have Jesus guiding my life? Um, I would say that Part of it has been that I have been through some very bad emotional uh, roller coasters in relationships, and I've been hurt to the point where it caused me situational anxiety, right? Just mm-hmm. really boogered me up for a while. Uh, I think that contributes to it. I think my natural, the way God has put me together, I've, I've just got a detachment. Compassion, empathy, not in my wheelhouse, except... When it comes to children, now that's where I am a huge puddle of goo. And I didn't, I didn't even know this until years and years ago. We were doing a fundraiser for the St. Jude's Children's Hospital a long, long time ago, another radio show, another life. And they started talking about the kids. And they started, I'm, I'm getting emotional just talking about that, talking about the kids and their suffering and the the issues that they were going through and that's where i discovered that is the one place i have immense compassion mm-hmm. and that's where my soft spot is but when it comes to adults and human beings and those of us who are not innocent i got i i, I don't have it i just don't have I it i wonder if you do have it but you choose to shut it off because i, I think seen, i've seen you be compassionate I I I wonder if you just have compassion or if you choose just not to care because I I've, um, I've seen it I've seen glimpses of you yeah care a little bit I know it's there right um there was a moment um last week where you were very compassionate towards me I was having a moment of self doubt and you gave me some great encouragement. And it was, you did. It was so genuine. As a matter of fact, I forget it was, um, I had just given our listeners some encouragement. And I will admit, sometimes I don't take my own advice. It's very hard for me to take my own advice. I remember that. I remember that. And you reminded me, Jess, you just told our audience this. Mm -hmm. You need to listen to that. 
And it was very encouraging to me. It actually carried me throughout my day. So really? I, yes. I did so that? You did that. Hmm. I know. It is shocking to me, too. <laughs> and, and I'm like, it's there. But I wonder if maybe there are past hurts, past anxieties and things that make you hide it or make you feel like you have to shield that like as a protection mode or something. It could be. Like, it's okay to be a compassionate person. Like, Yes. I, <laughs> um, there, there are times when I understand what's going on with other people. I, I've, I have really worked at becoming someone that will try to deeply understand what the other person is going through. And so um, I work at that and try and understand, but I don't, I don't feel it. I'm, I'm not feeling the hurt. I don't feel the anxiety. I don't, I don't have the emotion that's attached to it. I have a, uh, an understanding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The word is escaping me. Yeah. But, um, I get to a point where, what do we call it? It's it's. I've peopled enough for that day. You've reached your people dollars, I have, and I get that. Too. I have, and yeah. and and my people dollars. You know, my my ability to deal with people is is short. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot, and when it's spent, it's spent. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a handful of people that I will then. I hate to say this word tolerate, but it is. It's like okay, I can be around you and you and you, but everybody else, not so much. Yeah. And, I guess I get that. And I've come to the point where this is how God has made me. Yeah. And I have become very comfortable with who I am. I know that when, and I think a lot of people go through this, and that's why I wanted to talk about this, is that when you have reached your limit of being able to express understanding and toleration and and so forth, it's okay to go, I'm done, and I'm now going to withdraw. I'm mm-hmm. now going to go be in my comfy, happy place and 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 you people need to leave me alone. Now, I totally get that because I am I call myself there is a such thing as an extroverted introvert. There's a name for it and I can't think of the name for it, but I am outgoing. I'm right. an extrovert, but I'm also an introvert too because I love my peace, I love my quiet, right. and when I'm done, I'm done. Mm-hmm. However, if in my quiet alone time I'm interrupted and I need to people, then I will fake it if I have to. If I don't want to be around you, but I am in a situation where I'm forced to be around you, I will put a smile on my face right? because I don't want to make anyone unhappy. Yeah. And I have that compassion and I'm a bit of an empath, empath you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I will, I will put on a happy face. Whereas I get that. you... I've seen you. If you're done, you are done. You don't care who knows you're done. Right. You will just be done. And it's like, yeah. okay, can you smile at least? No. Can you? And I'm like, see, I don't fake it though. I am well, when, when I'm I happy. Say, when I say fake it, I don't mean fake it to the point of like you got to be like be, say fake things. I right. mean, there are times when you smile even when you don't feel like smiling. To me, do you know what I'm saying? I hear you. And I disagree. Now, see, here's the thing. There are the this handful of people that I was mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. My wife, my daughter, my mother-in-law, my best friends. Those are the individuals that I will say, okay, I got to dig deep and I got to people for these people. I've got to be there for them. And I will put forth the extra effort and go the extra mile even when I don't feel like it. 
But outside of that little tiny circle of friends and, and family, the rest is like, no. Oh, come on, be a, put on a smile on your face. Nope, I don't feel like smiling and I'm not going to fake it. Because you know yeah. when I'm happy, you know when I'm in a good mood, you know when I'm full of energy and I'm just, I'm raring to go. So therefore you also get to know when I'm done. I understand. Like, I totally get that. But, and I know you have your small group of people, you have your immediate family, right. but to say, hey, I'm a Christ follower, but I'm only going to be happy for, I'm only going to be a nice, compassionate person for these group of people that I love. Well, I'm not going around punching people in the throat. No, I know that. <laughs> but know? I, I know this, but I'm saying as a Christ follower, I let me just speak for myself. Okay. As a Christ follower, I feel like I can't say I'm only going to show compassion for my two boys, my mom and my sister. Right. As a Christ follower, I'm called to show compassion for all people. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a Christ follower, if I limit who I'm showing compassion for, what kind of Christian does that make me? Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. I'm not saying every person I meet, I need to go up and give them a hug. I mean, listen. Okay. Jesus even got frustrated sometime. I mean, do sure. we remember the temple situation? Right. And there were times when he said, I'm out. I'm going to go I'm, sit on the mountain and be quiet I for I want to be by myself. Yeah. So I totally get that. I'm not saying you should never have alone time. You should never be by yourself. Because right. listen, I have those moments. I had one last weekend. I locked myself in my apartment and didn't come out. Nobody saw me. <laughs> Right. Uh, so I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, should we as Christ, fo- I'm asking, right. should we as Christ followers limit ourselves just to show compassion to a small circle of people? Or should we at least open ourselves mm-hmm. to be compassion, to show compassion to everyone? Right. Okay. So there's a clarification. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't look at somebody and say, mm, you're not the kind of person that I want to show compassion for. It's not a case of where I choose to be either compassionate or not compassionate. Okay, that's how you made it sound. Okay, you right. made it sound like, right. oh, I have my wife, my my daughter, my best friends, and my mother-in-law, and I'm good. That's right. how you made it sound. Right. Okay. It's a case of after I have been compassionate, which I have very little ability to be compassionate, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I have very limited uh, bandwidth for for peopling, very limited. Mm-hmm. Now, during that limited time, I will be compassionate. I will pray for people. I will see somebody that uh, is uh, asking for money on the street. I'll give them money. I will pray for the circumstances that we that we are made aware of, right? Mm-hmm. But when I'm done, that's when I'm done. And what I'm saying is those handful of people – even though I'm done for the general populace, for everybody else, I will go the extra mile for those few people. Mm-hmm. But when I'm out of compassion, when I'm out of the ability to give of myself, then I don't. It doesn't mean that uh, I won't in normal circumstances. And it doesn't mean that that's like, nah, you know what? You're not behaving the way I think you should. So I have no compassion for you. Mm-hmm. That's not the approach. So I just wanted to clarify that okay, a little bit. That makes sense. And I think we, different people have different personalities, different abilities, different talents, and so forth. 
Um, you have an extreme talent for being able to fully understand and feel what others are going through. I do not. I have an analytical ability. I can see what's going on and boil the circumstance down to its simplest terms Mm -hmm. and then understand, okay, you're this way, you're that way, this is going to happen over here, and then make decisions when somebody needs, hey, something's happening, we need a decision made right now. I'm the kind of guy that can go, let's do this. Mm -hmm. That's my ability. I don't have the compassion ability. And so Mm -hmm. I I realize that about myself. Mm -hmm. And so- I have to be careful. It is better for me that when I have no ability left, not to engage and not to be with other people because, like you said, you can tell on my face. There's no smile. There's no happy, happy. There is, wow, that dude is grumpy. So when I'm in that that phase, it's best for me not to be around people. That's me showing love for them by not inflicting myself on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, maybe there is a downside to having too much compassion. Maybe that's why I've been hurt so much. <laughs> yeah, but maybe I don't know. Is there? I guess this is where I'm torn. Like sometimes it's hard to separate yourself. Like I don't want to necessarily say that it is a bad thing to show too much compassion towards people. I'll just say that it has certainly increased the burdens I've carried in life. Um, There have been days when I've left the station here because I've answered an email from someone who's hurting and I've gone home and I can't even concentrate on my home life because I'm still thinking about that email. Like, I don't know how to cut it off sometimes. I got you. I'm still thinking about that person who is going through their chemo treatment mm-hmm. or um, we have a friend who carries the world on her shoulders and she is always praying for everybody else. And I'm thinking about all those prayer requests that she has. Right. And I'm wondering how many nights I've been home and my boys have needed me in the moment. And I haven't been in the moment with them because I'm thinking about, everybody else's things they've been going through. So I I can see mm-hmm. where you're coming from when you just need to like shut it off. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? So I guess I don't know. Let me ask you a very <laughs> important question. You ready? Mhm. Jess, what would this world look like if we did not have people like you in it? Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, send them to podcast at spiritfm.com. This is a production of Positive Alternative Radio. The Jesus Fix It podcast with Seth and Jess is sponsored by Mardell Christian and Education Store. Mardell has the largest Bible selection with over 2,000 different Bibles to choose from. Best-selling books are 40 to 50% off every day, and all others are 20% off. Hey, I love discounts. Mardell has expanded their apparel department and now offers more Christian apparel selections for the whole family. You can sign up at mardell.com to receive the Mardell emails and be notified of sales, events, and receive coupons directly to your inbox.